Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is October 1st. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, this is going to be an episode that is dedicated to Tua Tungavailoa and the entire uh, scope of the concussion injury that he sustained. There's a lot of controversy uh, dealing with how the matter was handled, even uh, to the extent that an investigation was launched. And as of the time of this recording, there is some new information, and this is via Cameron Wolf of the NFL Network. He is told that the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant involved in Tua's c- uh, concussion test last Sunday against the Buffalo Bills was fired after after the NFLPA found the person made several mistakes. So uh, to kind of go over the entire scope of what has been happening, we have to retrace our steps back to the game against the Buffalo Bills. I will be at times noting what is factual, and then at times if I uh, decide to include my opinion or that of other people, because I know for uh, several reasons this has become a very heated and passionate topic among fans, I will be sure to do so. So if we go over the facts, Tua Tungvailoa um, at one point went for a quarterback sneak against the Buffalo Bills and was bent backwards, and he was apparently hurt to some degree on that play, is what he said after the game. Um, But then on a different play later on in the game, he was pushed by Bill's linebacker uh, Milano. He ended up losing his balance, causing him to fall backwards, hit that, you know, occipital side, the back side of your head with a, I would say, significant amount of force. That's my opinion. But, uh, you know, at that point, uh, he fell to the ground. Uh, Recent little footage that has been shown uh, courtesy of Brian Suter from a different angle of the play shows a moment that looks like it could have actually been a little bit of posturing on that one play. But He ends up getting back to his feet, but immediately as he stands, he stumbles back to the ground. He then tries to get back up, but he is still wobbly, unable to stand to the degree that he is propped up against one of his offense alignment. And when he is propped up against him, his head is kind of slouched down. And it's also important to note that uh, immediately once he was able to get to his feet, he had shuck his head several times. Now to insert my opinion there, that looks like somebody who had gotten their bell rung. And of course, I'm not a medical doctor. As you guys know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I have, have been taking my pre-med classes though, so this is something that I'm very interested in and I do a lot of reading in, in my off time. Uh, after this play had occurred, uh, Brian Suter, a, a doctor that I love watching and he deals with sports medicine, said that, that looked like a clear cut sign of a concussion. Uh, Dr. Chow, who was formerly an NFL doctor with the San Diego Chargers, said that Tua should have been ruled out because it displayed obvious signs of uh, gross motor instability, which is one of the rules in the concussion protocol. And then Dr. Morse, these are all MD medical doctors, also said this was about as clear cut of a concussion and there is no way that this aligns with a back injury, which was said after the game. Again, that's their opinion, not mine. And again, I know some people are saying, well, they're not the ones who evaluated them to some degree. They're is, you know, some weight in that, but to completely write off the opinion of a medical doctor because they weren't there evaluating it, well, in those instances, then who is going to be left to hold other doctors accountable if they make mistakes, if other doctors aren't allowed to do so? And typically, again, this is just in my small sample size of opinion. I feel like doctors will typically agree with each other or try to give the each other the benefit of the doubt because there's always a ton of room for different possibilities from, and for things to happen. But when there is such a widespread, uh, you know, uh, narrative in the medical community that this needs to be looked into, that something could have been uh, seriously wrong in this instance, then maybe you should take their word for it. On top of that, several players said that he shouldn't have been let back in the game. Several coaches voiced their displeasure with it. And then immediately after, 
after the game, the NFLPA launched an investigation. This was met immediately by anger by fans, which to this day I do not understand because there are several uh, instances or several outcomes that are going to happen when you launch an investigation where the goal is to protect a player's health. Scenario number one is you're going to find that nothing was wrong and then fine. You looked into it. You were keeping a player's health uh, at the priority. You looked into it. You found nothing wrong. Okay. Scenario number two, you found some sort of negligence or malpractice on the part of the independent neurologist that put our quarterback in harm's way. That is something that we should all be concerned about. And then there's option number three, which is, I think, a slim possibility, but one that we have to accept that there is a possibility for is, okay, did the Dolphins have some sort of input uh, that caused this to happen, that they forced the neurologist's hands, even though he is independent, in the direction to get Tua back in the game? I mean, that's something that, again, I don't think personally happened, but we cannot completely write off, and we have to keep all the options on the table. But at the end of the day, uh, this is a quarterback, a guy, a stand-up, professional, as classy of a guy as you could, uh, you know, look for. The Dolphins community has been so defensive about him, but it was so strange to me. The moment this guy suffered what was a very significant injury in that second game four days later, the people, their first train of thought was, well, we're not on the hook for this. We're not on the hook. He was cleared. Uh, I know uh, my colleagues over there at Dolphins Talk were saying stuff like, uh, you know, either you have a concussion or you don't, which isn't necessarily true. There's such a gray area when it comes to concussions. This isn't something that's like superficial where you can see the injury on the outside or you can take an x-ray and see a fracture. It has to be evaluated and what one doctor can see, uh, you know, another doctor might miss. And this is something that you would rather, when it comes to a brain injury, err on the side of being too precautious uh, as opposed to on the other side of not being precautious enough. And when we saw Tua on the field there, I was very concerned for him and I was completely welcoming the idea of there being some sort of investigation because I cared about whether this guy would have a good quality of life after football. But it seems like other people on the internet were so concerned with, well, the Dolphins are not at fault. It was the independent neurologist. We're off the hook. Why are you blaming us? Why are you criticizing us? Why are you so worried about us? Don't take away our draft picks. I'm like, what are you guys even concerned about at this point? And I have seen time and time again where fans get mad at players because they're with the team. And then when another team offers them a big contract, they're not hesitant at all to take it. And when I saw Tua there in that posturing, fencing response where his limbs are stiff, his uh, you know extremities are extended because a part of his brain triggers that response that we have when we're infants, a very primitive kind of response. And then there were people discussing whether we're on the hook. One tweet that I even saw that really angered me said, it's no big deal outside of Tua's injury because the Dolphins are not liable. What is even, like, what kind of response is that? Where's the humanity and the decency? Why would anybody be opposed to there being an investigation where the outcome is going to either be we found nothing wrong or we found something that was really wrong and we need to rectify it to prevent it from happening in the future? And again, I know a lot of people are pointing to the hypocrisy of other instances across the NFL, and that is completely true. T. Higgins realistically should not have played in this game. Uh, the hit that he sustained last week, I believe against the New York Jets, he also should not have been let back in that game because of that potential from, uh, you know, what Brian Suterer and uh, Dr. Chow had mentioned in that second impact syndrome and how serious that could be. So there is a ton of hypocrisy, but I just don't get when there is 
you know, your quarterback is on the line here, that something could have been wrong that put him in harm's way, and you're instead not addressing that, but you're pointing to every other instance and saying, well, this happened before. Don't be mad at the team. Don't be mad at the team. There's other teams that did this. Where is the humanity for wanting it to be rectified so these players in the future don't have to deal with those same circumstances? Guys, uh, sorry for it being such a heated topic, but I really just didn't understand the lack of just common decency and lack of, uh, I guess, prioritization of players' health. And I get it. Uh, you know, when that independent neurologist made the mistake, I do think the majority of the blame, if he was fired because he did in fact make mistakes, then it should fall on him. I mean, the Dolphins could only do so much. If the coach is told that the player is good to go, then that is what he is working with. And he is at the discretion of that doctor. And I agree with that. And, you know, there's not much they can do. And if that's the case, I don't think the Dolphins should be penalized. But the idea that people were so against just the fact that an investigation was being launched to look into it really rubbed off on me the wrong way. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, it was a pleasure to be your host. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via the Source.